I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome in. Clay Travis, Monday edition, hour number two. We continue to monitor Trump Force One, the trip up to New York City in advance of the official turn-in on the felony charges which will be occurring tomorrow during this program in New York City. We'll be covering that aggressively. We've already talked about a ton of different topics out there. As always, encourage you to go subscribe to the podcast. Search out Clay Travis. Search out Beck Buck Sexton. Boom, you can join the tens of millions of your compatriots who are downloading this show on a month. I don't even know that we should share this person's name because I feel like we're making him slash her more famous but it is a dude who has decided to identify as a woman and has become outrageously popular has traveled to the white house and interviewed uh joe biden had drew barrymore if you saw an interview like on her hands and knees like basically worshiping at the altar of this dude who decides to identify as a girl and he's doing it in the most, I would say, performatively absurd manner possible. In other words, not only is he a dude that identifies as a girl, but he is like the most stereotypical girly girl you could possibly imagine. And again, this is a lifelong man who decides to identify as a woman. I I tie it in with the Leah Thomas situation where all over the country, women of the year are dudes. And so I was thinking about this over the weekend because OutKick had a story up about it. And it's Bud Light that is deciding to be the official beer of this fake chick. And beer overwhelmingly is is, is consumed by men, actual men. And Buck, it got me thinking, in all this crazy trans talk, can you name a famous celebrity-driven Woman who has decided to become, sorry, man who has decided, no, I'm getting crossed over now. Woman who has decided to become a man. That is, clear chick that decides, I want to identify as a man. I can't even name a famous one. Can you name one? Only, like in your head, can only you even think of one? Previously, 
previously famous people who are women who want attention, I would say, have switched over to become, but no one has become famous. I think this is the point you're making. Yeah, that's right. From a female to, as the result of a female to male transition. They're certainly not winning any athletic competitions. We all know yeah. why. So that's okay, part so of it. For women out there, I would love to hear from women. 800-282-2882. Only women. All right. I don't want to hear from any dudes on this. Why is it? So, Buck, by and large, I was thinking about this a lot over the weekend. Most men, you had WrestleMania going on, for instance, wrestling very popular with men because men tend to aspire to be the most masculine version of men that we could be, by and large, right? Why are athletes popular? They're bigger, stronger, and faster than most other men. Why are superheroes big and strong and ripped? They're bigger, stronger, and faster than most men. Why do men get uh, be interested in wrestling? Men tend to aspire to be... Why are Navy SEALs the most popular and badass in the uh, in the military? They're the biggest badasses. Men aspire to strong Delta Force and Special Forces and some others. Marsoc. Yeah. They they okay. Law, I'm, yeah. I'm rolling all those guys together. Right, right. right. All the, the special the, operations, special operations, special ops guys. Right. Even in the military, dudes by and large would look up to the special ops guys. Right. Masculine men are the embodiment that most men aspire aspire to be. A woman who identifies as a man is, by and large, smaller than most men, puny in general, not making even a team, much less winning a championship. Most women who identify as men, and men tend to, I would say, and I think you would agree with this, mostly ignore women who have decided to identify as men because they don't fit the masculine ideal and we certainly don't aspire to them or make them famous. Why do women, why is it, and this is why I'd love to hear from women in our audience, why do women make men who identify as women famous? It's really only one side of the transgender divide here that is becoming celebrity famous and well, making money off of. Do you have a I, I think this is one area where, and obviously this audience, all the women are, I think, rightly appalled not only at all this stuff being aimed at children and gender transitioning for kids and all which is yeah. just just they're losing that fight by the way which is why they're getting crazier and 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 why they're getting um their arguments are getting more deranged but they're also pushing harder as a result too you're noticing this they're hoping that they can turn the tide by doubling down on you know uh drag shows for kids and all this stuff but women recognize that there's a really it's a parody of women that these transgender individuals are doing and you see this with someone like a Dylan Mulvaney is that is that really how women act i mean he he vocalizes and and you know and presents really almost like a like a really immature like 13 year old girl yeah. right yeah. The, the, and, and he's an adult he's an adult human he he does this whole it, it's as though you were taking a stereotype and turning that stereotype up to 11 on the dial and it's it's really it, honestly it's it's demeaning to women but i actually want to drill down on something we we i think we skipped a little bit past for a second if i could clay why is bud light doing this yeah that is cuz i have a theory but i want to hear why did bud light of all come I mean, this is almost like you know i mean, can you think of a more sort of like a firearms company like this is a shock to a lot of people why did bud light do this 
I think it's because, and this is my theory in general, if I start a new media company, it's going to be what I focus on. Certainly, it's something I think about a lot now that OutKick is um, is a company inside of Fox. I think it's because Bud Light, like every company, is taken over by the diversity, equity, inclusion, the DEI people. And even people who recognize how absurd it is to be spending advertising dollars on a trans uh, spokesperson are afraid to say it publicly inside of the company for fear that they will get fired. And so there is a conspiracy of silence. I think the vast majority of people who work at Bud Light would be like, this is stupid. This is the antithesis of our product. And I believe that they are terrified to speak out. They're trying to keep their jobs. And so the DEI people are powerful inside of the company, and they can push through almost so, anything. I really okay, believe Okay, but let me... Let me let me just add a layer to this, right? I mean, I think that's all true, but this isn't, you know, for trans day of awareness or something, putting the, you know, there's like this trans flag now, which is a specific, yep. this isn't like a, there's, there's the, what companies do, I think you and I see this the same way, what companies do so they don't get attacked, which yep. is another thing, right? There's okay, we'll go along, we'll do the minimum because we don't want the DEI commissars yep. to come after us internally or externally, right? So there's the... But this, this is whole levels beyond. I, I agree. This, this is really is slapping your audience you, in the face. This is what happens when you hire these people and put them inside of the companies. They're the exact opposite of... You know, the Biden administration put out like you're... So when the president of the United States endorses you, you're the opposite of powerless. You're actually supremely powerful. And I think these woke ideologies... They are totally lying when they're saying that they're trying to speak out for those that are not privileged. They are the privileged people. I think they've taken over inside of companies, even you know, at Bud Light. You know, um, I, I saw this story on on Daily Mail, which I think people starting to realize is among my favorite news website. And it, look, it's really good. Why is it that we have to go to look? Fox does the biggest traffic of any website uh, on the right in the whole country. Um, but you know, there's Fox, there's Daily Mail, and you know, there's New York Post. Why is it that one of our best websites in my has to be a British news website? I just think it's interesting because I think that they're allowed to do. Th they will say things that are ab outside of U.S. politics. Is my the point I'm trying to make? So we can get away with that at Outkick now, Buck, which is why we have exploded in audience. I think yeah. because we'll congratulations, I saw BS. second highest month ever. Second by the highest way. month of all time at Outkick.com. If you're yeah. a sports fan and you're like, I want to pull out my hair, you'll probably like Outkick. So, but yes, yes. So, but so the story in the Daily Mail. And and it's look, it, believe it or not, for anybody else, you and I are nice guys. We want everyone to have good, happy, safe lives and and everything else. And and we're very polite to people in our day to day lives. So I read this, and it actually is it's it's sad. And it's why will nobody kiss me? Dylan Mulvaney's man to girl transition has won her Daily Mail writes he him TikTok fame, riches, and allies in the White House but left her lonely and undateable. And, you know, this is a part of this that never really gets talked about, which is what is really the future for individuals like this? Like what happens, first of all, if they decide to detransition, which you're not allowed to talk about, but does happen. It is real. Yeah. There are people out there and they will. With the um, Kristen Beck, the Navy SEAL, has gone back to Chris Beck, I believe. 
a detransitioned trans Navy SEAL. How many of you have even heard about that? And by the way, Beck is saying, he's come out to say, uh, I think it's Chris Beck. I know, I know him as Kristen because he changed his name. Said that was, you know, it was, it was illness. I mean, I was in a bad place. It was a bad time, uh, for me. And, you know, you see this and it's really sad. And they're encouraging people and not just encouraging, elevating, celebrating and kind of worshiping to your point about Drew Barrymore, this mentality and these decisions that are going to lead a whole lot of people to misery. Yeah. You know, how many people even know that a lot of the time when they do the, the top uh, surgery and they move the breast, there are wounds that never heal. There's chronic pain. There's, you know, because you're not supposed to chop off your breasts if you're a yeah. woman. How many people even know this? You know, they're not, they're lying to people and they're leading down paths of, paths of misery. And so this thing about who's going to date Dylan Mulvaney, that's an interesting question. Who is going to date Dylan Mulvaney? What is the demo that he is looking for here, right? I mean, this yeah, I is. Mean, how many dudes out there, I think it's a fair question, want to date a guy who pretending are straight, to be a girl zero. that has male genitals? I mean, like, the this answer used is to zero be, if you are actually heterosexual. Be, Buck, if you remember, this used to be kind of a comedy point would be like, guy tries to hook up with a girl, finds out she has a penis, uh, you're accidentally hooking up with a trans person. It's like every guy's worst nightmare. In fact, if you remember... Ace Ventura is like, Ace that's Ventura the big, pet detective. The big thing. That's the entire... Complex, the entire basis of that uh, movie. But I just and, bring up the the kindness yeah. thing, Clay, just because they want. They keep saying be inclusive. Um, you know, just let people be who they are on this stuff. It is if somebody came to me and they told me that they were doing something that I knew to be really bad for them. They told me they had a gambling addiction, and they're like, "Look, like I don't think it's that bad. I've just I can't pay the mortgage, and I've gone bankrupt, and I borrowed money from some loan sharks." And I would be like, "Don't do this." I'm not going to affirm your desire to do this because it's going to be very harmful to your life. I, I think when they look at outcomes here and the reality of what's happening for so many of these people, it is harmful. It is unkind to participate in the delusion. That is the bottom line. You are not actually being kind to these people. It is the opposite of that. And I would love, again, 800-282-2882. Why are women allowing this? Why are women allowing men to become celebrities pretending to be women, men don't do it. Men don't allow women who become men to become celebrities and certainly not spokespeople for our gender. What's going on here? I, I think it's utterly fascinating just to compare the way that the trans experience exists right now as it pertains to fake men versus fake women. Stock markets have been brutal. Everybody's talking about inflation. It's everywhere. Buck and I recently met with Dutch Mendenhall. Dutch is the founder of Rad Diversified. He's a patriot, loves our military, gives a lot back to our veterans. Dutch and his team are experts at buying cash-flowing real estate. They've, bought, they've brought major stability to thousands of investors in the most volatile of times. For a minimum of $1,000, you can access Rad Diversified's lucrative real estate portfolio. Dutch takes pride in ensuring all of their investors leave a legacy for future generations. Visit raddiversified.com. That's R-A-D diversified.com. You can connect with one of their team members to learn more. With Rad Diversified, you can reap all the benefits of being a real estate investor without any of the heavy lifting. Starting at only a $1,000 investment, we strongly recommend a diversified investment portfolio. Rad Diversified can help. 
All investments involve risk. Consult a financial advisor and read the prospectus before investing. Learn more at raddiversified.com. One truth revealed after another. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my this idea of what do, is that? Is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. We've got some of our ladies in this audience lined up and fired up to talk about this uh, issue of, well, transgenderism, and specifically here, the Dylan Mulvaney Bud, uh, Bud Light, right? Anheuser-Busch, or what, what was it? Bud Light? Yeah. Yes, yeah, Bud Light. Um, and we'll talk to them right now. Let's get to it. Marilyn in Long Island, New York. What have you got for us, Marilyn? Hi, guys. Love the show. Uh, yeah, Thank I'm glad you. you're talking about this because no one seems to bring up how offensive this is. First of all, he's everywhere, which is huge. And I watched the Bud Light commercial. I mean, it's offensive. And, like, if you know, I guess you guys have watched it. It says, uh, gee, I don't know what this is all about, but, gee, you like bear, right? You know, how offensive. How do you, women don't know what March Madness is? Like, like, why isn't anybody outraged? And he also did an ad for Kate Spade. I actually fired an email off to them because it was so offensive. I mean, you want to talk about transitioning with class. Look at, well, look at a chast, uh, Chastity Bono. She was a woman that became a man. And it was an 
everything in your face. And, uh, you know, if you're going to hire a spokeswoman, go to RuPaul. At least that's a diva and not a parody. I mean, I don't know why women aren't outraged at this. Uh, I find it so incredibly offensive that women are stupid and we just want to put on pretty nails and we just want to sit around and do our hair. Like, why do people allow this? Yeah, no it's adult female acts the way that they act. It's, it's such an exaggerated version of femininity and it's not a positive one, right? It's not like, oh, I'm a mom and I've got to take care of three kids and i've also got to make sure that i can manage my job and all these other things it's like i like to wear pink and i like to put on fingernails and i like to style my hair it's like to your point buck it's like a 13 year old girl who is just like suddenly become a woman it it, it, it is truly uh it's it's offensive and it's demeaning is the better word i think for it Marilyn, thanks for calling in great to talk to you kelly in georgia what's going on kelly hi um i want to chime in and about how offensive it is. It's unlike a person who is trying to actually live as a woman, you don't stand out. You try to blend in. The people who are exaggerating, like Dylan Mulvaney is, to me, it feels like blackface to women. It is so offensive to me. And I don't understand why everyone isn't up in arms about, um, about it in defense of women. I mean, Kelly, you're supposed to clap when a six foot three man wins the NCAA women's swimming championship. Now that, that is what, but the, the point here, and Clay would come back. We got, we'll get more of this in a second. We got more calls. Also, did you hear for anyone out there? The new prime minister of New Zealand, which is a, a beautiful country that apparently is also now a, a socialist loony bin. Um, after COVID, we saw that the new prime minister of New Zealand was asked a really tough question. Clay, you see this? What is a woman? The new prime minister of a an English-speaking, westernized country was asked, what is a woman? You should hear his response. I do want everyone to hear it. We'll get to it in a moment. If you're a small business owner, you might have heard about the IRS's refund program called the Employee Retention Credit, or ERC. There are billions of dollars set aside for businesses like yours that survived the pandemic. Go to GetRefunds.com to determine if you qualify. In as little as eight minutes, see if your business qualifies for ERC assistance. Your business may be eligible for a payroll tax refund of up to $26,000 per employee kept on payroll during COVID-19. GetRefunds.com has already helped clients claim over $3 billion in payroll tax refunds through the ERC. They may be able to help your business, too. There's no upfront charge, either. They don't get paid until your business gets its refund. Many businesses believe they won't qualify based off incomplete or outdated information, so don't let this opportunity pass you by because this payroll tax refund is only available for a limited time. Go to GetRefunds.com. Again, don't wait. Act now. It's a limited time. You can get this refund. So go to GetRefunds.com. Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. I want to take a couple more of your calls. I also want to talk about, was it Kelly from Georgia who was saying, uh, that she thought, she thought like this was basically, I'm starting to see it and I would encourage all of you to think about using it too. This is the, the blackface analogy, I think, is not a bad one at all. If you think back historically, the reason why blackface is offensive is because white actors would pretend to be black and engage in extremely exaggerated behavior that was designed to stereotype blackness in an and, offensive and, and- manner. And to demean it. I mean, to be yes. demeaning about it. Yeah, that's correct. I don't understand how what 
men pretending to be women who are engaging in basically woman face. They are putting on an exaggerated version of what they believe women are and in many ways ridiculing them. And I'll give you an example, Buck. Some of these dudes, these are men with penises, are pretending that they have periods and or postmenstrual cramps. It's like, wait a minute. What are you talking about? And I'll give you another example from my own wife who's who's who is upset about this stuff. She says, look, when you become a grown man and you suddenly decide to identify as a woman, you've had none of the experiences that women have had growing up. You haven't been in a parking lot late at night terrified when you're 16 or 17 years old that you're going to get raped. You haven't gone through what the entire experience of becoming a woman is, and then suddenly at 25 years old or whatever the heck age this person is, you're parachuting in and trying to tell me about being a woman in an exaggerated fashion. It is offensive, just like blackface is. Well, it's like if someone came up to me and they said... You know, hey, I want you to celebrate me. Um, you know, you're 41, but I've, I mean, and Clay's got a lot more time under his belt, but <laughs> you're 41 and, and I, um, I want to tell you about what it's been like to be a guy for the last three months. I'd be like, I think, I think there's some battle scars that I've got that you don't, you know, like I, I think there's a little more totally. to it than just, you know, deciding it. And it is really demeaning. And, and I think that it's important that everyone understands why they're doing this. Um, this is about compliance. Uh, it really is about getting you to bend the knee. I mean, at, at its core, at its essence, put aside because they can't, there's no rational arguments they can win over this stuff. They can't, I mean, here, can, can I do it now? What the New Zealand prime minister, you haven't yeah. heard this yet. So Clay, I haven't heard it. This yeah. is the new prime minister. Remember the old prime minister, Lucinda Ardern was like, was like the, the Stalin of mask wearing and vaccines. I mean, she was the worst in, you know, and, and probably the whole English speaking world. Out of New Zealand, she was the prime minister. Here's the new prime minister asked to define what a woman is. This just happened. Play it. How do you and how does this government define a woman? Um, I, to be honest, Sean, that's, that, that question's come slightly out of left field for, for me. Um, the, well, biology, sex, gender, um, People define themselves. People define their own genders. Kirsten has said that he believes 99.9% of women do not have penises. And I know it's a strange thing for him to say, but given recent events in New Zealand, I'd ask again, how do you define what a woman is? Well, as I've, I, I think as I've just indicated, I wasn't expecting that question, so it's not something that I've you know, formulated, pre-formulated an answer on. But um, in terms of gender identity, I think people define their gender identity for themselves. Clay, just make you it can't, can't answer the question. This is the Prime Minister of New Zealand. He's like, I didn't think about gender. It's like, dude, this is not hard. An adult, human, female. It is not difficult. Um, but there's Boys have you know, penises, women have vaginas, going back to kindergarten cop uh, back in the day, if I remember correctly. Uh, it's a pretty easy distinction. And so New Zealand has its first, and this, I think this is part of why there's this discussion. Um, Georgina Beyer is the first openly transgender of the New Zealand parliament. So yep. they now have a, a transgender member of parliament in New Zealand, which is why this conversation is underway. So now they can look forward to uh, Georgina Beyer lecturing the women of New Zealand about womanhood. Yeah.
this is where we are in society. But it really is about making everyone bend the knee. Women have been weighing in, uh, and we got a bunch of calls still lined up. Let me get a couple more of these. Carrie from Holland, Michigan. Uh, what did you think about the decision to suddenly make a fake woman a spokesperson for beer? Hi, guys. First of all, love the show. Listen to it every day. Thank you. Um, I call, You're welcome. I called Anheuser-Busch this morning because I'm very ticked off and offended about this. I did get a live person on the phone. And what I said to her is, first of all, I was no longer going to purchase any Anheuser-Busch products as a result. But I told her I'm extremely offended. I am 56 years old. I was born a woman. And my womanhood is a lived and personal experience. It is not a costume. Yep. And I am tired of being erased by corporations giving a platform to men who are wearing my womanhood as a costume. And the last thing I said to her, I said, do the geniuses in your marketing department not know who your demographics are, who actually drinks Bud Light? Yep. And she said she would pass my comments along to the appropriate individuals. Well, I mean, good, I good for you call. for, I, I, you know, we on the right, we should actually, you should call places like this and tell them what you think. Because the left does it in a, the left will lie about what's going on. Oh, no. You doubt. know, they'll say, oh, how could you do it? You know, did you hear what Clay and Buck said? And they'll lie about us. They'll, you know, try to get us banned from the airwaves or whatever. Thank you for stepping up. Elizabeth in St. Petersburg, Florida. What's your reaction? Uh, to your point about people being afraid uh, for their jobs if they speak out, I think this is one of the main problems. People are so afraid. Um, that's a little bit pathetic to me, although I do understand it. But this isn't going away. So I think families or communities within the company should start rallying and figuring out their options. Maybe they migrate to another company. They start, you know, trying to find other ways to um, work in the same industry, that they rally some of the people within the industry. And P.S., where are the men? Where are the men standing up? I marched in London every month for six months. And we got up to a million people in the streets. Excuse me. And mainstream media didn't cover it. But we were predominantly women to start with, so I'm just wondering where the men are. I think it's a good question, and I'll go to Jill here in Grand Rapids in a minute, but that's my point. I think men overwhelmingly reject the idea that a woman can become a man to such an extent that, by and large, we just ignore it, right? Because men, and and I really believe this, Buck, and I think I've got three boys, so I see it through them, men aspire despite what the media might tell you, to emulate hyper-masculine men. Athletes tend to be bigger, stronger, and faster than your average man. Special ops forces, bigger, stronger, faster. Wrestlers, boxers, whoever they might be. Radio hosts, maybe, with our (laughs) sexy vocal cords. You and I do not have the most sexy and masculine job around. Uh, I wish we did. I, I wish I could kick indoors and beat people's asses for a living. I, I'm not. I'm not the biggest, strongest dude out there, right? But what you see is when a woman becomes a man, she can't aspire to the alpha male standard because she can't even make a team. Whereas I'm talking about athletics, a dude who decides to identify as a woman can suddenly become a spokesperson for women and a champion, and a woman of the year. There's no man, maybe I'm wrong, Buck, I can't think of a man of the year that has ever been awarded to a woman 
in any facet. It just doesn't happen. I'm trying to think. I can't think of one either. And you uh, guys out there certainly are welcome to call in and, and remind me, but I was thinking about this a lot over the weekend. Jill in Grand Rapids, what's your thought on all this? Oh, my goodness. So many thoughts. <laughs> um, I just... I uh, I also am a, a mother of two boys, and uh, they're hyper-masculine boys. Um, but what I have seen so much is just the uh, the demasculine. I mean, they, the masculine has been taken out of our society. They're trying to um, do it. I, yeah, well, I just see this, um, you know, this, this that slavery, lean freedom um, dichotomy really making its way and just a split between us. And... Um, we do have this like slinking in of like this total, um, if you guys know what I mean by fat slavery, right? And lean freedom where we have a whole part of society that is just willing to say, yeah, there is no, you know, like the New Zealand, there is no distinction. I don't know. I can't just, I can't say what a woman is, you know? And then, um, there is a side that is still saying there is a truth in this world and is willing to say, um, yeah, there is a distinction. God made man and God made woman, you know. And yeah, Jill, I, yeah. I, I think you're, I think you're nailing it. We're going to break. I will say this. I am, I think anytime, I don't have daughters, Buck. I've got three boys. So I know directly what it's like to be a boy growing up. I've been through it myself. But I think what Jill's kind of hinting at, and I know a lot of you women out there are seeing it too, is, when you are a woman who is raising boys, and I would imagine also, and again, I haven't experienced, but when you are a man who is raising a girl, you get sort of a cross-sexual uh, understanding of the difference of the sexes. And when you're a mom out there and you're raising boys, you don't want to raise effeminate boys. And you might not even think about it. I think a lot of women don't think about it. But you see the way that society is treating your boys. And you're like, this is not creating a world of strong men. And we cannot have a society filled with weak men, regardless of how much of a feminist you might be. Does that but make of sense? Course they, they, the left wants a, and the left and the Democrats are the same thing. They want a society of weak men because weak men yes. are easier to That's control. They want you physically weak. They want you emotionally and psychologically weak. And they want you to comply. And if you Correct. can comply with lunacy, if you can say things that you know in your heart and soul to be untrue, to be forced to celebrate them, this is actually what they do in totalitarian societies. Correct. Because it demeans your own ability to think through what is my reality, what is my relationship to the state. All of a sudden, you're a part of the farce as well. And that There's makes you easier to control. So true. There's a difference between someone deciding how they are going to identify and you being required to acknowledge and treat it as truth. And they don't want strong men and women out there because if you are a strong man or woman, you will be willing to stand up to direct falsehoods. The fact that we've ended up in this situation where the party of science is the one that's trying to tell you that there's no difference between men and women. Or did you see this crazy story, Buck? That in Australia now, they're saying we shouldn't even identify the sex of a baby when they're born. We should let them choose when they get older. In case what? the doctor the... gets it wrong. <laughs> if a doctor the... can't tell what the gender is, he shouldn't or she shouldn't be a doctor. Amen. 
Pure Talk is out there. Look, they got a $30 a month plan to save you a ton of money. They'll give you unlimited talk, text, plenty of high-speed data. And unlike AT&T, Verizon, or T-Mobile, you know you can save $1,000 a year with Pure Talk? Given how much inflation is roaring and how expensive life is in America right now, what would a thousand extra dollars at the end of the year mean for you and your family? That's what Pure Talk can provide to you. They'll create value for you. They also care about veterans and our military. In fact, company CEO and chairman of the board is a U.S. veteran. They're based all here, U.S. customer service. And when you become a Pure Talk customer, you have an option to support America's warrior partnership to help prevent veteran suicides. So why wouldn't you make the switch today? You can save $1,000. You can help to support agency and companies that have values like yours. And it's super easy to do. All you have to do is dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck, and you can save 50% off your first month. That's dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck. Start saving today. Learn, laugh, and join us on the weekend on our Sunday Hang with Clay and Buck podcast. Find it on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my this idea of, what do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know... Okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Next hour, we're going to talk a bit more about what the expectations are here in New York City. The uh, Trump Force One currently in the air right now, and there's a lot of response to this. Interesting thing we haven't really gotten into is, you know, Ron DeSantis said that um, he would not participate in an extradition. So I suppose the Trump team decided that they weren't going to face that one down. I think that's I think that's pretty interesting. Um, but we'll talk more about that. Marjorie Taylor Greene, apparently on the way to New York, the mayor of New York, telling her to watch out. Uh, so we've got a lot to discuss on that. Um, but one thing that I that I I'd mentioned to Clay, and I'm still sitting here saying, are they really going to do this this thing where they don't they keep saying we can't really know the real motive delay is a tactic of propaganda i want everyone to understand this maybe this is a good way to because if you delay something long enough the public loses interest and so the political impact of the recognition of the facts when they do come out is much less variations of this like clay said if they were to say drop the manifesto from the nashville shooter tomorrow very hard not to feel like that's trying to bury it in a news cycle where it won't get very much attention but one of the things that I used to see regularly uh, analyzing, I mean, I was even analyzing terror, uh, terrorism and terrorist attacks at CNN, uh, believe it or not, for years, um, was the narrative of we can never know the real motive. Yeah. And they would only say this when it was something that, you know, oh, we can never really know the real motive. You say, well, hold on. I think we do know the motive. And they would say this when you had someone, for example, specifically like shouting, Allahu Akbar, I'm doing this for ISIS, or I'm like a pawn of Al-Qaeda. And you would have idiots go on TV who would say, we don't really know what the motive is here, let's not speculate. And then they shut down the story that way. Um, there's also this effort to make it about something other than what had just happened. Here is uh, a writer named James Kerchick who is saying that the, a big problem here is that the media is misgendering the Nashville Mass murderer, play two. Well, what's interesting, if you've noticed, they are misgendering and dead naming the murderer, right? They are referring to the murderer by their given name, not their chosen name. Right. And by their um, referring to her as a woman, as opposed to what her identity apparently was, was a man. Right. Which is not the way the media usually does these things. They're usually very particular about the subjective sense of gender identity in respecting that. If someone says they're a man, then they're a man. But in this case, they're not doing that. No, in this case, because they realize the mass murderer and they don't want to look like complete lunatics when they're reporting on this. So they're referring to as a woman. Clay, you know who was phenomenal on this? This is from the Bill Maher Show. Virginia Lieutenant Governor Winsome Sears. Here's what she said about this on that same panel about the misgendering. Play three. Hang on. You know what? This person murdered six people. I don't really care who you say you're, you are. You murdered six people and three of them were children. You don't get a say. Well, she's dead now, so, you know, but you don't get a say in telling us who you are and what you're about. You killed six people. Win some Sears for the win there. Amen. You know, I'll also point out how did this story start? Nashville police chief came out and said she. He didn't wait to see how this person identified. The killer was a woman. The autopsy shows the killer was a woman. A hundred years from now, if they exhume the graves, do you know what they'll say? This was a woman. Do you know why they'll say that, Buck? Because biology is real. You don't get to pick your gender. That is all made up, and it's time for a lot of us to stop playing make-believe. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. 
on the front lines of truth. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 